and welcome to Conversations on Variety. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And we are sitting at home again today. Lockdown again. <laughs> We're in lockdown number two. Lockdown number two. So we have a, a few subjects for you that we're going to talk about. I've got some questions for you, Greg, today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I was, I've been surfing the web a little bit. Surfing as the web. As does. Surfing the web. Using the Googles. <laughs> You've Looking been asking Jeeves. Up. Do you know, I remember asking Jeeves. Yeah. I like to ask Jeeves. I miss uh, it. Do you? I'm sure. Is he not still around? It's not. It's not. And that was on an episode of The Big Bang Theory as well. They were listing favourite um, X search search engines. Wow. Okay. I mean, how many were there? <laughs> More than you realise from watching that really? episode. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we've established um, established that, we're going to establish that even harder. I was um, I, I saw a, a Jesse Jesse Encamp article mm. when uh, he said people write to him often saying I'm kind of old to be starting karate, um, and so I thought well. His answer to, to that is is what most of the answers are. It's like, it doesn't matter if younger people can do different things. It's fine. You start where you are. And that's that's always been my thing. You start where you are. You know, it's no point regretting it mm. and that you you wished you'd gone, you'd started earlier because lots of people wish they'd started it earlier, but you are where you are. So I was thinking, okay, there are some disadvantages. You won't be able to do it for as long. You know, people 20 years younger than you are, you know, 20 years advanced. So you're never going to catch up. But what do you reckon, though? I mean, so those might be considered disadvantages. But what are the advantages? I mean, I know what I think, sort of, generally. But, you know, you've seen a lot of people go through karate and start karate and finish karate. So what do you reckon are the advantages to starting later? What do you mean by later? How do you, how old do you, are we talking? Over, let's say over thirty five, but you know, over thirty five, over forty five. Oh, I mean, for a start, you're you're more switched on than you are if you know you're a seven year old. You get things quicker, you learn quicker. I always find. You know me. I I way prefer teaching people of that age than teaching younger people because they're just they seem to understand things a little better. I mean, but I think. If you're older and you're, you're starting karate, it just depends on what your goals are. I mean, as long as you're you're aware that you might not be able to do a, a 360 jumping, spinning back kick or something to someone's head, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy the fitness side of it, even the mental side of it. Just learning new things, keeping your brain active. Um, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I remember there was a guy that we used to train with years and years ago. He was older i think he must have been in his 60s um and he was he was going for his second down i think um and he had i can't remember what it was but it was some condition that that stopped him from he, he basically couldn't get too out of breath he couldn't work too hard yeah um but you know it, it didn't stop him from doing everything he just had to do it at a little bit of a slower pace but it didn't mean he wasn't a great martial artist you know what I mean yeah so yeah what are your thoughts 
Um, well, I guess I don't know that many people in it, but looking around me at people who are who have started at all sorts of different ages, I think that there probably are some advantages. Mm. Um, for my, I suppose for myself, if I'd have tried to start doing karate, because I did do it very briefly when I was like in my late teens. Mm. Um, and I, I got a glimmer of how much fun it was, but I didn't have any stick to itiveness. I didn't carry on. I don't think I kind of had the sort of the confidence, I think, mm. to, to just do it regardless. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't feel as good as everyone else in the in the room. So that was quite an, enough to put me off, I think. Yeah. Whereas now I'm less concerned about that, even though that's sometimes true still. Um, it it matters much less to me. I'm so much more happy to be a student who doesn't know as much. So I think there's um. And you know, you know a fair bit now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to give that impression, you know. Um, <laughs> even if I do remember Ask Jeeves. Um, <laughs> I remember Ask Jeeves as well. <laughs> You're getting up there, Craig. Yeah, I am. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would have. Um, I don't think I would have focused in the same way. I don't. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would have had the confidence to ask as many questions as I do, and be willing to ask the same, ask something, and risk it being a daft question. Mm. And the answer to that is, it's never been a daft question. It's never has been. Everyone, it's never a daft question. No, <laughs> no that, that, that's very true. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, there's, so, even if you think it's a stupid question, someone's probably already asked it before, so you wouldn't be the first or the last person to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, um, you know, I, I think the teachers that we all know have always said, if you're having to ask it and it is a basic question, it might mean that they've forgotten to cover it. Mm. So, or didn't cover it well enough. Yeah. yeah, potentially. Or it could just mean that you've forgotten it, but that's okay too because people forget things. Yeah. So I think I perhaps wouldn't have focused as much. I wouldn't have worked as hard, I don't know. And, you know, just different stages in your life, you've got different things going on. Mm. You know, so I think there's an element of you are where you are and you do these things, you know, not trying to sound mystical or anything, but you do things for a reason at a time when it's the right time. Yeah. You know, so definite advantages yeah i agree i agree i mean there's advantages to starting at any age isn't there and disadvantages yeah you could say that about any age the people i've i've known who have started it later tend to have been more passionate in some respects more interested in all of it yeah yeah i would yeah i would agree yeah yeah i mean it's very rare you'll find like an eight-year-old who's like wants to delve into the deep history of, <laughs> of karate and martial arts and you know understand the culture and this that and the other mm. yeah so yeah any age if anyone is listening to this who's never done karate before which if you are then i don't know why you're listening to how you even came across this um <laughs> then yeah start start well, give it a go over. Give it a go. I mean, obviously, yeah, if you're in lockdown in wh- whichever part of the world you're in, yeah, mm. tough, but give it a go. Yeah. No matter how old you are. 
mean, if you're 102, you, you may struggle, but yeah, hey, you know, give it a go. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, they might be. I think that's great. Okay, so there are definite advantages. So, and I was, um, I came across some other ones. An untrained fighter will always be beaten by a trained fighter. No. Well, well I, I was on. interested in that, though. Well, I was well, interested. It depends what you mean by beaten in what respect. Okay, someone picks on you in the street and you're a brown belt. You're my standard. And um, someone comes up and picks on you in the street. Some drunken idiot outside pub says you've just bumped into him. And mm. he's going to lay into you. You know, untrained fighter. I don't know. Pick a scenario, any scenario. But it's not always true, is it? That the trained guy is always going to get the best of that? No. So so I have a friend um, <laughs> who I won't say too much is, 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 is involved in not, uh, not wonderful activities, shall we say. You know, he's involved with some not great people. Um, now, in a ring, if me and him were to put the gloves on and fight, I would destroy him. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a contest. Now, if outside he decided he wanted to do something to me, he would do it. And there would not be much I could do about it because I wouldn't even know it's coming. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, people who are good at hurting other people, you know, for real, shall we say, are good at it because they do it a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if someone's, you know, a mugger who's mugged, you know, they're out all the time doing it to people. They're very good at it. They know what works and they know what doesn't work. They know the right targets. They know the wrong targets. So regardless of your grade, unless... You know, you can see it coming, you know, which goes back to the awareness, the soft skills, all that kind of stuff. Um, you, you, you're you going to lose that. Um, and again, you said brown belt, brown belt in what? You know, and for argument's train... sake, we'll say for argument's sake, we'll say karate and then we'll change it and say MMA. OK, so karate, let's narrow it down. Are we saying a brown belt in 3k no let's say for argument's sake what we do which is you know fair amount of practical hands-on sort of stuff yeah i mean i would like to think that you'd be okay in that situation you know obviously there's factors that you could never guarantee for sure do you know what i mean the person if, if the person squares up to you and is is you know you can see everything and you're able to get your fence up and preemptively strike and this that and the other then yeah you should be okay but you just never know but to say a trained fighter will always be an untrained fighter is not true it's just not true um jeff thompson i think spoke about that quite a bit in his if you've never read it anyone watch my back jeff thompson's book <clears throat> or listen to it i listened to it on audible which is really good as well as i've read it loads of times he talks about that quite a bit in there during his experience on the doors um so yeah if you haven't read that it's worth a read the end there that is not true thank you there you go um if you take up martial arts um particularly as a kid 
you mm. will become someone who's violent. No. Well, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience. I don't think I'm very violent. Am I, Sue? Uh, no, Greg, absolutely not. No, never, no. never, Thank never. You. No, no. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, I think, no, I don't think so. It goes back to that thing, you know, video games make kids violent. Like, you know, it's the same kind of argument, I guess. I mean, it depends what you're doing in class. If you've got kids, you know, running around with knives, fake rubber knives, pretending to stab each other, then, you know, maybe. But again, you're not going to, you know, do that, I would I would think. I would like to think. But no, I've, I've never found it. I wouldn't say it's made me violent. I will say you probably you probably sit and think about um, fighting slash things like that more than the average person, maybe. It's just reminded me, I cannot remember where I heard this. So if Ian Abernethy should hear this, I'm probably going to misquote you. So apologies in advance. But I remember him saying when he was at school, there was a I think to, in school talking about biology in some some class or other, and mm. um, he was uninterested until they started to talk about points of the body that would render someone unconscious, and he was like, "Okay, right, talk to me, <laughs> tell me about it. I'm interested in hearing this." <laughs> and I can just imagine him as a like a 13 year old going, "Aha, aha, ways <laughs> to make somebody unconscious. I'm liking it." <laughs> Yeah. So I know I mean, what you mean. There's that element of, oh, yeah. If I yeah. watch, um, I was watching The Lawyer the other night, which in okay. case anyone enjoys Nordic Noir, which is quite savage police drama. Okay. Um, a guy, um, one of the bad guys, um, either choked out or killed a security guard. And, and um, my friends were watching it and they were like, oh, my God. And I was thinking, that is a nice technique. I really must pay attention to that. <laughs> rolled off the gurney and then when the guard came to help him he nutted him upwards and then got round behind him and just wrapped his legs around him and choked him out it's really nicely done <laughs> so yes we do think about it perhaps more <laughs> we're not violence but we're not violent but we think about violence <laughs> is that right whichever way you say it sounds not very good does it but no on a serious note I don't, I don't think it makes you know kids grow up to be violent criminals or whatever if, if it does then you're doing your, your job as a as an instructor very wrong I would say um and obviously it depends on the person doesn't it if someone's got violent tendencies in them um you, you just never know do you think that um your average I'll say average because there's such a vast variety of karate type clubs. So we'll stick with karate because it's what we do. Do you think if someone has a kid, for instance, has sort of violent-ish tendencies, then regularly going to karate could be helpful to like yeah. get that under control? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, but you just—I think—I think you probably just have to be very careful in the way you teach and the way you 
run classes with someone like that in there if you're spending every session you know just aggressively hitting focus mitts and sparring that is not going to do anything apart from potentially make it worse Mm -hmm. there needs to be a balance like with any student i guess of of learning the soft skills as well doing things without a partner you know even the the, like stuff like the meditation things like that Mm. will probably all be very helpful yeah I think something I noticed for myself, and I think we've talked about this before, and I know that Ian Abernethy mentioned it on one of his seminars, so I know we've talked about it, is that doing certain activities gets your aggression up. Mm. So holding up the focus mitt and what was it he did? Three palm Three strikes palm and, a and a hammer fist. Yeah. There you go. So do that often enough and it gets your aggression up. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a deliberate technique of his to get people in that mood. So I don't know if maybe enough time is spent saying this is why we're doing this Mm. and this is how this feels and now you need to keep that under control and keep a lid on it. Yeah. I don't know because I I saw that and I felt that and I worked that out for myself. I was like, okay, you've got to ride that wave, haven't you? You've got to hold it so that you don't then kill the person you're next sparring with. Yeah, it's important to be able to turn it on though and drills like that do help because the amount of people I've seen over the years who get you know who 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 get up there in in the belts and just can't seem to turn that aggression on mm. you know again this was more during the, the, the 3k stuff because you're not doing anything that allows you to turn that aggression on you know it's just you're just expected to turn it on and some people need help bringing it out Mm. You know, just because you can turn on aggression doesn't you can be the nicest guy in the world it doesn't mean you're you're a violent person or or whatever but you need to be able to have that switch to turn you know if, if you need to you need to be able to turn it on mm. you're right I in the same just, way you need to be able to temper it down that's that's it yeah i think you need to be aware that you have turned on the aggression because mm. we've talked about this a couple of times but I think that if you're going to teach people to turn it on you need to tell them that you've taught them to turn it on oh absolutely yeah and then tell them that you're going to then show them how to turn it down again mm-hmm. you know so they learn how to ride that that feeling of wanting to deck the next person who's in yeah. front of them yeah I mean, if we're talking about self-defense you know, like the the top self-defense guys you know Ian Jeff Thompson, they they all say the same thing. You need that kind of 30 second burst of maximum aggression and just speed power, just that big one burst at once, and then you're gone. Do you know what I mean? So you need yeah. to be able to put everything into that quick burst of energy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't come without practice. Yeah. So that's coming back to the trained fighter thing. That's that sort of knowing that, just knowing that the safe, the safest way out of this is to give it everything you've got quickly and get away. That kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say so. So let's say a trained, you know, point karate fighter, right? Who's great at what they do is a great skill to have. You know, if the the kind of skill of point karate fighting is you're waiting for an opportunity to land a good shot you know whereas someone outside is just going to grab and beat the shit out of you they're not going to wait for you to start bouncing up and down and score a point 
No, of course. You know not. what I mean? Completely so if, different. If skill. you're not, if, you, if you're a trained fighter in that arena, but you're not fighting in that arena when you're outside the pub at two in the morning, it's completely different. Um, and if you're not used to that, if you're not used to that burst of aggression coming at you, then you probably will lose, regardless of your your grade. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. good. Linked Susan up those two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was just. Susan I was just deep in that thought. That was, <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking that those two points then circled each other, and that was kind of cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Good. Didn't, didn't mean for that to happen, but it was. It was a good thing. Um. There's no point doing karate or training to fight if you're not going to fight. Wait, so oh, we missed, we're myth busting still. You're throwing myths at me. I am. This has turned into a myth busting episode. I like it. Uh, there's no point doing karate if you're never going to fight. Yeah, if if you don't want to do fighting or competitive fight or go into MMA or what have you, you just want to do it. You just want to be like I was and just go to a class and just try it. And you like the idea of it. And, you know, unless you're going to do something with it, such as go into competitions or, you know, or whatever, there's no real point fight, um, learning karate. No, that's obviously not true. Where did you hear that? I read it as a common myth. And I thought that's really interesting because I... I have found that when I started, a lot of people were saying, oh, right, are you going to do com- competition? was one of the first things that people said to me. So I was like, no, just I like it. So there seemed to be um, a question of why? What are you doing it for? You could say that about any hobby that anyone has. But like, people you know, don't tend to always say that. If you say, well, oh, no, I just love don't. swimming, do you know yeah. what I mean? No one are really questions that. No, I'm not. I just like to swim. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That. That's. That's. No. That's rubbish. Of course it is. That's the easiest myth to bust. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's just I'm not ter- true. I'm terribly sorry, Greg. No, <laughs> it's just not true. <laughs> I'll try and do better next time. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Do you have more myths? I just have. I just have one more, and I know that okay. we've kind of addressed it before. Um. But but I've, I keep seeing it in different kind of ways. So I think there's this, you see it in movies a great deal, don't you? So it's like, is it always going to be the bigger, stronger? We've talked about it, a trained fighter and an untrained fighter. Is it always going to be the, the biggest, strongest guy that's going to win? Or is it always going to be the smaller, faster guy that's going to win? You know, is it always, always going to be the biggest, strongest guy that's going to win a fight? Always? Not always. You know, it, it depends. But they have weight classes in combat sports for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, if someone who was six foot five and like just insanely strong, huge, got hold of me, then I, it's not going to be easy, is it? Because you know, no. I'm not six foot five and I'm not that big or strong so it's going to be a tough but i guess the point would be don't let them get a hold of you you need to use kind of other skills if you're smaller um but you know when people say 
it doesn't matter how big the other person is, you know, it just doesn't matter. It does matter. Like, of course it does. It's just, it just does. Just because you, you're trained doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're going to be able to beat anyone and everyone. It just doesn't mean that. And people need to get that. I'm sure people don't necessarily think that, but if they do, they need to stop thinking that. Um, because it just it's, it's false confidence and you, it's dangerous. You know, obviously, you're going to have a better chance than someone who is completely untrained against someone who's bigger than you, but it doesn't automatically mean that you're going to win. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you look really distracted then. Like... No, I was, just, I was just thinking. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was it for my myths. Okay, we've busted some myths. You've busted some myths. You've addressed some stuff that was rattling around in my head. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to say that there's something good coming up in the realm of training, which I've seen. Um, Chris Hansen from Karate Unity and Christian Wedwert are getting together and doing some free Zoom training. Okay. So that's really good. Free free training, uh, free webinars on Zoom are available. So... Um, I don't know much more than that. I just saw a link to it. So I went on the YouTube channel and just literally saw that. So people okay, go ahead cool. and check out Chris Hansen. That's good. Yeah. Les is back doing online training as well, I believe, isn't he? He is. But I have had um, a bit of a busy couple of weeks, so I've not been able to attend anything. But, no, uh, I, I have you trained much? I haven't. But what I, I. Did you keep, <laughs> so... did you keep up your push-up challenge, though? For the 30 days, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, well done. I haven't, I haven't done them since. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did 30 days and then I was like, I'm done with this shit. Greg, that's I terrible. Know. I know. I've been busy, Sue. All right. I've been busy. You know, I'm, it's lockdown, but I'm not in lockdown. I'm still working. You know. You are. Yeah, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. So I've been doing... Um, more keep fit than I was doing. I have been doing some push-ups and sit-ups and um, trying to keep up with my casa. And I'm going to do uh, start learning Gion properly now. I've decided oh, yeah. I'm going to get Gion learned. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I like Gion. Gion's a good kata. I like it. I think I've finally learned MP. Yeah, I like MP too. <laughs> there's the there's the bit. Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to describe it, but anyway, on one of the turns to the left, you don't do the oh, what's it called? This oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the opening hand. Opening slash, hand every, every, everyone does that differently. Yeah, that, that's another. Some people just go. People can't. I don't know why I'm doing this. People can't see this. They can't. Greg is demonstrating a lovely horizontal <laughs> punch. So some people just go like that. Just open the hand. Some people do this which is what i do so i like twisting hook the thumb around yeah uh, some people don't do anything it's one of those little quirks mm. well if joe showed make... it to me as a potential um application is to like do the punch upwards catch them under the chin you know so you're kind of going from throat up under the chin type of thing and then twist the hand around the back of the head and knee them in the face yeah the way i tend to do it is um you move kind of to the side because you're at that 90 degree angle and hit mm -hmm. upwards this way or straight because some do up and some go kind of 
slightly different. Some go like this. So it's, I'm just hit, this is the picture. <laughs> um, anyway, some go like this and some kind of go just, just up at an arc this way. Mm -hmm. So the way I do it is it's here and then to the hook. side of the chin, yeah, the side and then of the chin under the nose and pull hook back the thumb under the nose and pull back. The and pull back, yeah. Mm, that seems nice and savage. Mm. But yeah, I do like MP. Yeah, so that's the bit that I'm constantly getting wrong. The bit where you don't do that. The bit where I don't do that. So that's fine. I have that, and then shoot o step, shoot o step, and it all goes horribly wrong. Because I can never remember if it's a third Shuto or a Geku or a step and, and then a punch. <laughs> it's like I got it wrong the first time I did it and it's it's never got clear again. <laughs> so it's, it's, so it's Game Ambride, punch, step, Shuto, it's switch, Shuto, step, step another back, Shuto, Gaku, and then Shuto again. Yeah. With, Can you imagine if someone who had no idea of karate just listened to that brief bit? Yeah. And we're like, Shuto, Gaku, blah, blah. what yeah. are they talking about? I, I think in my first couple of months at um, at karate, listening to everyone saying, um, okay, we're going to do uh, My Gary now, and then we're going to do... Um, oh, my God, I've forgotten the name of all the kicks. I've gone completely blank. Morshi Gary, Kokomi Gary. And I was thinking, you can't possibly be all using those words all the time. That's ridiculous. No one's doing that. They just, no one would do that. Of course not. <laughs> I guess it's just that universal language, isn't it? That kind of. <laughs> it just seems uh, so odd to me. <laughs> just allows you to, to everyone, regardless of where you're from, if you say Yakazuki in a karate dojo, everyone will kind of know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so yeah. So, how did we get there? Uh, I have no idea. We're talking about MP, Gion. MP. Learning. Yeah. So, Gion's next. I'm going to get that learn there. That's my, that is my karate goal for the next few weeks is to get that one learned. If you and... want some good, um, good MP uh, application, actually, on Ian's app, um, which if you haven't do is worth it. He's got, um, he does in depth bunkai breakdowns mp it's just seminar footage essentially of him teaching the whole kata with application it's fantastic it's really good oh brilliant um and yeah the mp one's probably one of my favorites it's really really good okay so it's worth checking out okay right yeah i'm gonna get those moved on for myself in the next month or two up to christmas i think maybe that's a goal have jihon Jihon? What? Jihon? The hell happened there? I want Who to is have using Jihon? me to speak? Jihon! <laughs> My inner cowboy has arrived, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what was that all about? Sorry, everybody. Just a moment of madness. Yeah, that's going to be my goal then, between now and, and um, Christmas. I'm going to get that learned. Good idea. What about you? What about me? I'm going to eat lots of cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lemon cake for breakfast today. Did you? That's good, isn't it? I love lemon cake. Mm-hmm. Banana smoothie with made with almond milk followed by lemon cake. Sounds good. Sounds very good. <laughs> it was um, good. I, I am going to just, yeah, try and do something. Um, 
some form of training. Like what? Go on, pick I something. Know. I'll probably kata again because I do enjoy it. I, yeah, I've, I have been, to be fair, I've been doing kata on and off. I haven't been like standing up and going like, right, now I'm going to do this, like at a set time or anything like that. But I do often find myself running through things. Even subconsciously, I'll find myself just, yeah, running through things. Yeah. You know, you do techie in the kitchen while you're making a cup of tea. I do, yeah, I do. I do like doing that. My uh, go-to kata. <laughs> one thing I'd like to do, to be fair, with, with techie is, is take out all the steps, just stand in one spot and just run through it back and forth so with no breaks. So because it's mirrored both sides, you can just go back and forth and, you know, constantly and just do that over and over and over and over again. I like doing that at different speeds, different kind of tempos, yeah. Different, even the different kind of variations of how you start with your hand this way or this way, do this as opposed to this, and yeah, just mix it up. So we will both be training a little bit. Yeah. I don't, I I keep worrying that I'm falling behind and failing and not doing things that are good enough. No. I know that's not a helpful thing to think. Everyone's in the same boat, really. It's, it's tough for everyone, isn't it? It's just a strange time. And everyone handles it differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. when we are back to full training, everyone's going to feel, feel the, the effects of this, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I just keep thinking we're all going to have to go back to sparring really carefully. Otherwise, yeah. we're all going to be so uncontrolled and our distance will be so off. We'll just be like, knocking each other out completely or missing by a foot <laughs> yeah it's going to be weird it's going to be very strange but yeah it'll be fine it will be it will be we will absolutely get there okay so that's our training but we have to talk about Khabib Khabib the eagle Khabib he yeah that was a while ago now but I suppose we haven't spoken since then yeah he beat Justin Gaethje in tremendous fashion I mean he did it's just, yeah, for those who haven't seen it, for those who don't follow MMA, Justin Gaethje is someone with heavy hands who just walks people down and just takes them out. And it was the other way around. Khabib just took everything, walked him down, and just, yeah, he was he's so good. He so was. He was I... as well. He was, he was going for the armbar when he got him on the ground. But then he remembered hearing that Justin Gaethje would never tap to to a joint lock. Really? And he didn't want to break his his arm in front of his parents who were there. So he switched to a choke and put him to sleep. Wow. I mean, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, Justin Gaethje, that's, uh, you know, to be fair, he was he was also fantastic. And he, he landed a fair few on Khabib, didn't he? He landed a couple, but they didn't do anything. No, he didn't. He just just... just shrugs them off and just walks into it. Yeah. I tell you, the bit that I had heard, though, was that uh, Justin was um, kicking kicking Khabib's leg a lot. And that was taking some punishment really, really fast. Yeah. But Khabib did the whole thing with a broken foot. Yeah, he did. It's amazing. It was taped up. But no, he'd not mentioned it. You can can see at one point um, when they're on the ground... Khabib takes his back and goes to sit back and his foot gets caught in the, the cage. 
And you can see the pain on his face as he goes back. Um, yeah. Insane. Unbelievable. And then obviously after the fight, he, emotions. Yeah. Obviously his dad passed away. Yeah. Um, apparently he's not retired now. He retired at the time. But apparently he's not retired. I hadn't heard that. Um... Yeah, Dana White has said that he's been having conversations with him and he thinks that he will go for 30. Which his his dad always said he wanted him to do. Mm. So that was, I mean, it was a shock when he retired in the middle of the, when he, he took his gloves off. Yeah. And retired, but, you know. He did literally take his gloves off and put them on the ground, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But not after he'd fallen on his knees and cried his eyes out, poor guy, with the yeah. with the emotion of the whole thing. Justin Gates, he was an absolute gent about it and went straight over to him, he put was. his arm around yeah, him. He was. Which is um I do like that in martial arts. Yeah, I do. There's a huge amount of um respect for each other. Not all yeah. of them, you know. Not all, but um it's a huge amount of respect. And it was really nice to see Justin do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. But, Apparently, the ref was a little bit slow. He was a little slow. I thought that at the time. He, the, Justin tapped. And you can see Khabib react to the tap and be like, okay. Like, he's waiting for the ref to take him off, and he doesn't. And so, so you know, Khabib just puts him to sleep, and he just, he's just out. Mm, you can see um, him. There's nothing there. Yeah. Know. But he so did what- tap. He did tap. So, what's the rule then? Do you are you not if if the ref doesn't see the tap, then it's not over. Is that no, right? God no. Yeah, if the ref doesn't stop it, it's not over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Khabib did the right thing. I I think the ref. I think the ref said like he wasn't sure if it was a tap or if it was like an attempt to try and do something. Right. Um. Which is why he didn't stop it. So, I mean, that's fair enough. It's easily done, isn't it, I suppose? I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine being in the, that position. Of a, I mean, of he was, a ref, a, he was not... asleep a second after, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was completely gone. But it was it was a tremendous fight. Um, was It was just beautifully done. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so good. He is so good. You know, 29 and zero. Yeah. Um, and you think of the last four people he's fought. Yeah, and he's got better with everyone. He went five rounds with Ala Quinta. He went four rounds with McGregor. Three rounds with Dustin Poirier. And now two rounds with Justin Gaethje. Yes. That's insane. <clears throat> insane. And people, you know, everyone talks about the Conor McGregor fight. And his coach came out and said, well, he went four rounds because he wanted to punish him for four rounds. <laughs> if... If if he wanted to, he could have ended it any time he wanted. <laughs> I, I believe that that is true. No, I do as well, yeah. 100%. I genuinely believe. I don't think he was... I don't really feel like he was threatened by Connor. No, and everyone says Connor, Connor won the third round and this, that and the other. I don't see it. I don't see it. He's a different... He's just a different class. Mm-hmm. He is. <clears throat> Yes, he's an incredible guy. He's got. I think he had something like the longest longest winning streak in UFC history, something like that. No, I don't think it's the longest winning streak. He's got. He's got plenty of records, though. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, it's like the fight that we talked about the other day with Israel Adesanya. That was an absolute masterclass in picking somebody apart and striking and just, you know, this is completely different, but also a masterclass in just... He's basically going up to fight for the light heavyweight title now. Is he? Yeah. He's going for that double champ status. Really? Which would be interesting. Do you think he can? Yeah. Yeah, I think he can. He's a big guy. He is. You know, he's a big guy and he struggles, I think, sometimes to get down to that weight. So, you know, put a, an extra few pounds on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be. I think he's just edging for that fight with John Jones. Which will be good. That would be good. That would be quite something. <clears throat> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, that would be that would be good fun. Yes, that would be good fun. I'm liking that. So, have we covered everything? I think we have. We did. We busted some myths. We talked about karate training, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Yes. Try harder. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done a, a good Monday morning wake up call. Don't you? <laughs> I think we've done a good Monday morning wake-up call. We've established yeah. that lemon cake for breakfast is a good thing and that um, Greg needs to do a little more training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, okay. we all need to do more training. Get on, do more training. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us on everything. Say hello on all the socials. Say hello. Go check out the website Sue's done. Yeah. And say hi. Say hi. We don't say, hi. say hi. Well, Greg okay. does, but... Well, yeah. Only if we're in Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care.